Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. We are super excited to have back with us here on the program a conversation about the entrepreneurial ecosystem. We have Brian Slaywin. He is the Director and Portfolio Manager with Ben Franklin Technology Partners. Brian, welcome back. Always great to be with you. And this time in person, Joel, it's always it's always fun. It's amazing. And we also have with us Jordan Fuller. He's the Program Lead for Fire and Ice, part of the Erie Regional Chamber. Jordan, good to see you, sir. Thanks for having us. Super excited to have this conversation today. And we want to meet Mike Walster again. Uh, Mike, tell us your story. Want to, want to get a little background here and uh, what you're all about and your, how you fit in the, eco, the entrepreneurial uh, ecosystem. Here. Yeah, sure. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. You know, um, moved to Erie from Pittsburgh in the early 90s. Didn't even know the place was here. Um, met my wife. Fell in love with the city and and the girl, uh, but law school took me away. Ended up going out to the West Coast, uh, starting a family business, starting a law firm, selling both of those. Oh wow! Uh, we were in San Diego for close to seventeen years, in and out of law firms. And uh, mid pandemic, we decided uh, you know it was time to come home. And so, uh, to me, that meant Erie. My wife was thinking other things, even though she's a native. And uh, so we moved back a year and a half ago. Uh, working for a West Coast firm uh, now, and had the the real pleasure of meeting Brian Slaywin and, and getting introduced to Ben Franklin Technology Partners, who I used to work with 20 years ago. I was practicing in Pittsburgh. Okay. And so this whole thing's kind of come full circle. Uh, we chose to come back to Erie because we saw what's happening, and uh, it's a great opportunity to be with Ben Franklin and put my money where my mouth is. So, so tell us a little bit about your firm? Sure. Uh, my full-time job is on the general counsel and uh, chief of staff for a company called Login ID that's based in San Mateo, California. Okay. We have development in Toronto and all over the place. Uh, that's what I do pretty much from noon till eight every day. Uh, right. You have a time shift. Right? That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but from 7.30 till, till noon, I work with Brian and the Ben Franklin Technology Partners all over the Commonwealth looking at early stage companies, trying to help them in their journey. So you're you're evaluating and also providing mentorship. That's right. I've, I've bought and sold dozens of companies as well. Wow. Uh, bought, started four of my own, sold four of them. Uh, so it's, it's, you know, there's just a lot of, I've made every mix, mistake at least twice, which allows me to kind of help others not as <laughs> I made, but um, you know, it's it's one of the toughest things in the world starting a business. You know, you, you really need a community of people to, to help you in that journey. And Ben Franklin is just the perfect partner. And, and Joel, Mike is a great example of what uh, entrepreneurial community needs, right? So okay. if you read a book called, um, it's written by Brad Feld called Startup Communities. It talks about finding talent and bringing it home and the the connections and the resources. And we're starting to see in Erie sort of three or four really critical elements. One is we do have capital and Jordan's gonna talk a little bit about what he's working on at the chamber and, and we're partners with that on how we're gonna amass more capital. 
then you also have companies and entrepreneurs that are actually exiting. So we've recently had a number of companies who've sold to larger companies. So now those entrepreneurs are still in the ecosystem. Now they have a little bit of cash, plus they have a whole lot of wisdom, and they're now applying that and putting that to use. Then you find people like Mike, and we have some other um, people who have moved here recently who are now, instead of working in Chicago or San Diego or wherever, they're coming here to put their shoulder to the wheel, if you will, and make a real difference. You, you, you mix all of that up into a, into a cauldron, if you will. Yeah. And, and you an, alchem an alchemy. You know, yes, right? That. That's right. And you get some really interesting things that are going to uh, already happening or going to start to happen even more so. And we'll share a lot more of that as yeah. we go. But it's really creating an agenda for prosperity. That's what we're attempting to build together and putting all of those pieces and parts into place. And Ben Franklin, of course, is thrilled that Mike has come to work with us and, and mm -hmm. helping our companies and do the stuff that we're going to be doing together. Yeah, Mike, I'm, I'm interested in why Erie. God, I hate that question. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's why not? Um, you know, what a great place to be. Low cost of living, right. all the amenities of all four seasons. You know, I lived here for a couple years in the 90s, kind of grew to love the place. Uh -huh. But uh, we could have gone anywhere from San Diego. Sure. We could have gone anywhere, looked yeah. at a number of places, and finally said, you know, why don't we just go home? Um, the place is dramatically different from the 90s. I was in Pittsburgh and watched that turn around. Mm -hmm. This feels like that. Um, wow. It's a little slower moving, but it's moving nonetheless. This this place, I, in my neighborhood, almost everyone on my streets from somewhere else, Chicago, Dallas, D.C. area, people recognize the value here. Healthcare is great. Higher education is great. The outdoor resources are great. There's an entrepreneurial community here that most people don't know about, but it's alive and well thanks to folks like Jordan and Brian. So yeah. for me, it was an easy plug-in. I think the reason why the question is still relevant is because you have Erie, but you also have Canton, and you also have Dayton. And, and that's just within, you know, a, a six-hour drive. Right. You, you also have State College. You also have um, Hagerstown, Maryland, right? I mean, think about those, the, the, you know, kind of, our, kind of the, our peers as a community. And, again, none of them have the, the, the quality of life that the, comes with the peninsula and being on the lake and basically being in a resort town that's also a manufacturing town, which is also uh, a meds and eds town, right? right. But, um, but other than that, you, you know, everybody's got their little thing. Grand Rapids has their thing, right? And so it's, it, is, it is important to say, okay, here is the thing. Here is the, the it factor that brings Erie to the top of the list. Yeah. And until we lean in on that, and I, I, would, I would think you would agree, until we continue to lean in on what is the it factor for Erie, um, you know, we, we, might, we, we might win some and lose some here. Um, six years ago, six and a half years ago, when I was interviewing around, right, I was interviewing for VC firms and other things and was fortunate enough to interview with Ben Franklin, the only place, the only place in the whole country that ever asked me the question, why are you coming to this city, was Erie. And I always thought it was weird. Like, no one in Chicago or San Francisco. Right. No, and they have more its than anybody, right? All these mm -hmm. big places have 100,000 different things you can do. 
I think what Erie's uniquely qualified to be is itself. Like, I'm not worried about being the next Pittsburgh or a better version of Cleveland. We're us, and I think there's some real magic in that. And we're working our way through what does entrepreneurism look here? What does a, a revitalized downtown look like? We're, we're staring at a building going up right, yeah, right across oh, yeah. the street. You've made a move, a commitment to being down in downtown where things are actually happening. I think that's the thing that makes me most excited about killing that question or leaving that okay. question behind us is it's an impossible to answer because there are so many interesting things that are going on from diversity through the various new businesses. We can talk about all of this stuff, but there's a lot of really exciting things going on. And, and you get to see it every single day as people come through your studio and get on your airways about why Erie. Well, listen to Joel's show. You'll find out why you're pretty fast. Let's grab a phone call here. Caller, you're live with Joel Natale and our friends from uh, the entrepreneurship ecosystem. You have a question. No, I was gonna try to give you some upcoming news. Am I in the wrong place, at the wrong time? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna let you go, uh, but call us after five. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait on the breaking news a little bit later. Let's bring Let's bring Jordan in on this thing because Jordan, you you're kind of representing the um, you, you know a, a younger generation and also all of those. All those accelerator folks in those cohorts that we talked about at Erie Homecoming here, um, you, you know, when you when you hear uh, Mike's story, comment on that. Yeah, Mike's story parallels so many stories that you hear in town already, and it's it's accelerating and it's going faster. The companies that we bring in for the accelerator program or support here locally, make that decision every day. They say, where are we going to go? Are we going to stay here? Are we going to continue to grow? And we are excited at the chamber to be able to play even a small part in their decision to say yes and to stick around and continue to grow and invest and drop their roots down here. Um, it's, it's something that gives me energy, um, and I know it does for the people in this room as well. Well, it's got it's got to be too, uh, Mike. When you think about resources, right? Uh, I mean, uh, like you said, uh, inexpensive uh, cost of living, available uh, spaces to operate, uh, all of the uh, you know the intangibles, you know, for quality of life. Um, that's got to be part of our our elevator pitch to people that are you know considering it. That is the pitch. Yeah, I mean, companies aren't. You know, people don't have to live where they work anymore. It was a major factor for us coming here. I can work for a West Coast-based company but live in Erie, Pennsylvania. I can, I'm working for a Sydney, Australian-based company wow. living in Erie, Pennsylvania. You know, why not live here? If you can get that kind of work, work with early-stage companies that are recognizing the same thing and live in a place where you really want to live, that's the, that's, that's the whole enchilada in my book. Uh, Brian, is that, you know, we've had multiple talks about this idea of the remote work even before the pandemic, and it was kind of like maybe this is could be a niche for us. Now it's like a full-blown opportunity if we can make sure that the infrastructure is there. Yeah. Uh, talent is no longer geographically constrained. It probably wasn't even before the pandemic, but now we clearly see 
you can work from anywhere for anywhere, making any kind of money and living in a place, it's quality of life choices that people are making. Where do I really want to spend my life? I'll find job. You know, I, I have a saying with a friend, it's just money. We'll make more. <laughs> it's that's, that's the mentality that people have is you don't have to live where you work anymore. Now, some people choose to, and that's great, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. The, um, the opportunity that innovation presents, it's really the path forward for our economy, especially in Pennsylvania, since we're really taking great strides. Mike shared with me earlier today a graph that showed where Pennsylvania was on the, innovate, the investment and jobs scale. So 40, 40% of jobs that are West Coast-based are outside of the West Coast. Wow. is in the top 15 states for holding those jobs, and it's increased by almost 2% over the last couple of years. Is that helped by, uh, you know, the, you know, the Carnegie Mellons and the Temples and, and uh, the, the, the Penn States and the Barons? That, I mean, some of that access to talent and education? I mean, we, we are a net exporter of educated individuals. Well, that, that's part of it, and hopefully we can stop exporting so much yeah. and keep that. Jordan, jump on and give us an update on what's going on with those cohorts, uh, with FIRE. Again, when we talk about resources, nothing like resources like cash to kind of give you, uh, you know, kind of a booster rocket on your idea that's uh, coming to market. That's exactly right. Yeah, so uh, one of the – one of my – responsibilities over at the chamber is that annually we run an accelerator program. So we bring in or find local companies and support them through a number of different resources, as you mentioned, and one of those is capital. Um, We also provide the things that every business needs to survive, introductions to the right people at the right time so that they can find those customers, partners, and investors. Uh, We also provide that mentoring that is often so needed. and one of the other tools we've been able to bring to the table here recently is, uh, we mentioned it on the show a couple months ago, but the, the Erie Regional Chamber and other partners were recently awarded a federal EDA grant uh, under the, the Build to Scale category where we have been, uh, our plan has been approved to build out an angel investment uh, education program as well as an angel investment fund. And we've also been able to expand our resources and uh, capabilities for the accelerator program. And it's thanks in a large part to partners like Ben Franklin and some of the other folks we're working with on the fund and education side who have looked at what we're doing here in Erie and said, I want to plug in too. Uh, So we're working with the Angel Capital Association, which is a, a global network of angel investors that provide training and curriculum for uh, angel investors or would-be angel investors. And that's what we're wor- who we're working with to develop a curriculum. Uh, and then we've also partnered with Appalachian Investors Alliance, which is an organization that is um, feder- also federally funded through Appalachian Regional Commission. So what they do is they specialize in communi- coming into communities like ours and setting up angel funds that can- are specially designed to be tailored and suited to the needs of the community that they're in uh, so that they can support the types of companies and uh, achieve the returns for local investors. This isn't money coming in from out uh, out on the coasts. 
and telling us what we need to do. This is local dollars investing in local companies and supporting their growth here locally. It's really exciting stuff. Has this built this cap, these capital, this capital, has it built new conduits, Brian, for the local investor to say, hey, I want to I want to jump in. I want to have a little skin in the game for my town. Yeah. So investing in innovation really is Pennsylvania's best path forward to new jobs, more uh, solid tax base and looking at obviously the future innovation is really where that's at. So um, what we do see is that com uh, communities that have more access to capital are able to be more innovative because people mm -hmm. are willing to do more interesting things. We see it in Pittsburgh, you see it in Austin, we see it in Boulder, you see it everywhere. So what we identified when we began working on, it wasn't called Fire and Ice back then, but the other thing that we were, whatever the name of it was back then, what we identified was what is really termed the valley of death, right? Where you get maybe some friends and family and maybe you sell a few things and then Ben Franklin says, oh yeah, you know, you're, you're worth investing in and supporting and mentorship and introductions and all the stuff that we do. But at some point you need real money. And that's where a lot of good companies go to die. Mm. And so this angel fund, this angel capital gap, or the, the capital gap can be filled by angel investors. Can you define, I mean, is there such a thing as a devil investor? I mean, I mean, what, what I mean, just, there are. Just, <laughs> but just what is, I mean, what qualifies as an angel fund and an angel investor? So the SE, the Security and Exchange Commission has a very specific monetary okay. definition. All right. Right. But you can be rich and stupid at the same time. Okay. And what we don't want is to have pe people of wealth put a whole bunch of money into one thing that sounds really great and it never exits and it never becomes a thing and now they're soured on the idea. The whole idea behind the ICE Angel in a training program, I'm not gonna steal Jordan's thunder, is to prevent people from doing that, to put more money but in more places. So the yeah, the ICE investor is is about training investors yes. for how to enter into put your put your toes into Presque Isle Bay and see how it, how it goes, right? That, I mean. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So angel investing, as I'm sure you can imagine, is is a little different than putting some money into your 401k or playing right. around in the stock market. Yeah. Um, it's also a lot different than investing into traditional in in Main Street businesses. Uh, the kind of investment that we're talking about is that in innovation investment into scalable tech venture style startups that are coming in and are going to hit the ground running and then shoot up. And then the goal is to achieve an exit of some point for the investor. Um, and that thesis of investing is is a lot different than the than the practicalities of it are also a lot different than your traditional modes. Mike, weigh in on this because, again, when you're buying and selling uh, businesses, startups, and so on, the capital thing is king. Capital is king, I would imagine. Or, or did you bootstrap everything? Bootstrapped a couple of companies, but been in companies with plenty of capitalization as well. And... You know, and, and Erie's always had that thing where, you know, access to capital was always the tough thing and, until, you know, these guys came online uh, yeah. and the EDDC and some of the other big uh, projects. Yeah, but. and the thing the listeners need to understand, you know, I've heard it, I've only been with Ben Franklin maybe, what, three weeks or so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but practicing law for more than 20 some years and buying and selling companies, you know, the technology here is as good as the technology is anywhere else. Technology is technology. Inventions are inventions. Good ideas are good ideas. Just because you're in Western Pennsylvania doesn't mean you're not financeable or your technology is not as good. I've bought and sold companies in the most ridiculous places you never heard of before. A good idea is a good idea, and good ideas are financeable. Capital is there for the right ideas, the right companies, but they need the right training to, to make sure they don't make the early mistakes so that they can't raise the capital. Yeah, a good idea executed well will always find capital, yes. always. It doesn't matter if you're in Erie, Podunk, or San Francisco. And that's the critical piece. More good ideas, more mentors, more support, more execution. We're going to find capital. We're going to find those companies, to Jordan's point, that are tech-enabling something or tech themselves. They're going to scale. We're going to have amazing numbers of talented people coming to Erie or working remotely for those Erie-based companies. Brian, let's start with you. We'll go around the room, though. Let's talk about this idea uh, on the on the idea side and on the entrepreneur side of this no wrong door system. So the way it was presented to me is like a you know the sun and, and planets in orbit, right? Yeah, right? Are all the planets still around, or you know we kind of shrunk this ecosystem over the course of the pandemic? I I don't think so. I'm looking at Jordan. I, uh, so what was really interesting in the middle of March of 2020 was that the entire economic development ecosystem sort of wrapped its arms around itself and each other and said, I mean, I was in dozens of meetings with chamber, with um, state officials, federal officials. I mean, lots and lots of folks were like, okay, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going to happen, but we do know one thing. Business has to survive. And so we figured it out. Uh, ben Franklin did our Restart the Startup program where we worked with every single one of our 130 portfolio companies almost on a daily basis, wow. talking about how do you get access to the capital you need, smoothing the road for PPP, what are you doing for your people, how are you making sure everyone's safe? What um, things do you need us to help you with? We have a company in Meadville that was having real problems. Being, they were an essential business because of who they were serving, but they couldn't get the paperwork out of the way to be able to be open. We helped them with that. I mean, there was just a lot of things. And we're not alone. We really partnered up with the chamber, um, EDDC was very young at the time, but partnered up with them. Lots of discussions with some of the uh, minority folks. I'm thrilled for my friends, Matt Harris and Marcus mm, Atkinson and huge. Bishop Rock. Massive tectonic shift on what's going to happen on, on, on Parade, Parade Street. Yeah. You know, talk about uh, an opportunity zone really working. That's a great example. So, no, I, to, almost to the opposite. We came together, we pulled together, and I think people stepped up like really I've never seen before. All right, so if, if I was that guy with that million dollar idea, right, am I still kind of going through the, the motion of, you know, of, uh, uh, you know, maybe testing it out at the idea lab or talking to the folks at, at the, um, at the beehive? I mean, is all that stuff there, Jordan? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. The, the cool thing about the no wrong door, you mentioned 
You're putting yourself in the shoes of if you're that guy with that idea. The cool thing about this is it doesn't matter who you talk to. Because let's say you pick up the phone, you're going to talk to me, and you have an extremely early stage idea. That's not the profile of company that we invest in. Right. But we're going to hold your hand and walk you down the sidewalk until you can talk to the right person for that. Whether that is the folks down at the library with their makerspace and their idea lab, or it's the folks over at Barron and you're looking to do some prototyping, or you want to go and do the early first stage stuff, you can go to the SBDC or again an ETI. Yeah. Um, I mean, on down the line, um, we will make sure you talk to the person you need to. I like to say that it's our job to understand the economic development ecosystem. It's your job to work on your business and build it. Let us do that for you because there's not enough time in the day for you to do both. Mike, as, as you've uh, kind of embedded yourself with Ben Franklin, is it remarkable to you or is it to be expected that we have all these assets for that very early startup entrepreneur? I think it's to be expected. I mean, it's, a, it's an entrepreneurial town. It's, it's a working town. It's a town that's always been full of ideas, just been different ideas through, through the decades. So I'm not surprised at all. I'm pleased. Uh, uh, entrepreneurism has always been here. Yeah. Right. right. You, you too I think about they, uh, Mr. Lord, you know, saying, why is that uh, Model T squeaking, <laughs> you know, driving across my uh, driveway? There, right. You know. um, the guy, uh, you know, H.O. and, and O.G. Yeah, didn't geez. invent insurance, <laughs> but they sure invented a really great company that Absolutely. is now in the insurance business. Jim Berlin, we mentioned his mm -hmm. name. He didn't invent logistics, but man, does he really create a great company. Right down here on the corner, Hannah, right? You've got some Amber. She didn't invent coffee, but, man, she's really perfected how to do coffee and create community. So entrepreneurism isn't new to Erie. It's really just getting things moving and getting things forward. And, and to Jordan's point, don't be afraid. Knock on anyone's door. Our mission is to make sure you get to the right place. Let's talk about Ben Franklin and this $18 million addition to your budget. Is this, this, is this just a big chunk of money coming from the state? Talk about that. Yeah, I really wish it was $18 million, Joel. I know that's what the, the news, the press yeah. uh, broadcasted as, but that would be really super great. The reality is Ben Franklin a decade ago was we had $7 million dollars um, each of the four Ben Franklin centers. Oh, okay. So, right, $28 million. $28 million, yeah. To do the work that we do, right? Mm -hmm. A decade ago, that was cut in half. And for the past decade, we've been operating on $3.5 million a year. Now, that places like Erie, where there's a density of population, places like Hermitage, where there's a density of population, they get all the attention. But the guy who's doing something super interesting in Meadville or St. Marion or St. Mary's, we can't get to all those places, literally can't get to all those places. So what you find is that entrepreneurism sort of falls by the wayside and people don't think about innovation and don't do the things that will create dozens and hundreds of jobs. So we had seven, got cut to three and a half a decade ago. It's been three and a half for a decade. Now we'll get two more of that back. Okay. We're still historically underfunded, but what that $2 million extra dollars gets us to do is invest in more companies. Sure. We'll go to more places and see more interesting ideas. 
we'll be able to do one additional big idea contest to have people coming out of the out of the woodwork, if you will. So, but does this we're super happy? Yeah, but we're not quite there yet. I was going to say, does this position Pennsylvania again behind these go-go states like a North Carolina or a Texas? Well, again, Pennsylvania, you know, one of the top fifteen states for West Coast jobs. Okay. That are, they're based on the West Coast. So, so we might have the talent. We may not always have the headquarters and the and the and the well, ching, yeah. the capital, the cash. I mean, like yeah. you, Michael said, you know, these great companies. They come here, they grow, they spin off these interesting ideas. Well, if we don't have the capital to invest in them and support them, they're going to find Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, they're going to find somewhere to go. So we need to let, – let's be clear. We're thrilled that the legislature, or the governor anyway, has mm -hmm. said, hey, we need to give these guys an additional $2 million to continue to do their work. But we're not where we've been or, frankly, where we need to be going. Again, uh, there's there's so many priorities that a state has to deal with, yeah. and and unfortunately, uh, there's a couple things I want to ask about, and so we'll just go around the room here. Uh, when you talk to your cohort uh, folks at Fire Accelerators, I don't know if they're worried about this just yet, Jordan, but um, there, we we're a lot concerned. You know, we've had a lot of conversations concerned about workforce. Where where do they come down on some of those situations where, geez, if we continue to have population loss, I'm not going to be able to stay in Erie because I won't have people to, you know, to even just do the entry-level jobs. So I guess I'll use the word fortunate, but I don't know that that's the right word. The companies that we work with through the accelerator, now this is not chamber as a whole, right. because workforce development and, and uh, the workforce shortages is something that is impacting chamber members and businesses in the region. But if we're just gonna flip that back to the entrepreneurship work, um, we are very fortunate that we've got the, that we have the universities here that we do. Um, the startups that we're working with don't need hundreds and hundreds of people they need one or two high impact hires to be able to go to that next stage. And that's what our universities are able to provide. Whether that's an internship at first that turns into a high paying job after graduation or anything else, Erie is very fortunate to be able to take advantage of those uh, universities that we have here. Um, the, the four classic universities, LECOM, I mean, the new community college, we're able to take advantage of this and get those people into the jobs that will be able to serve the community and have a uh, career that extends beyond whatever this next wave will be. This cluster of the universities, Mike, does it play kind of like a, a Division One research university, you know, in, in a collective fashion? Do you get, I mean, at least a portion of that uh, power? Yeah, you, you don't need to be solving cancer to create really great startup companies in the community. Yeah. You know, um, what GAN is doing, i got to plug Penn State because that's where I am now. Because, but, uh, because we are. Because we are. <laughs> we are, um, yes. But, I, I mean, th that's the nucleus of the beginning of what really can be a spark. And so the tech transfer offices, you know, you've got all this talent coming into the town and then leaving in the summer yeah. and then mm -hmm. leaving permanently. When graduation, so if we seed 50, 60 companies in the in the community, those are places for these kids to come and stay. 
right. and earn a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand a year. Be part of a company, exit that company, and start another one. We're going to have a meeting on Thursday morning with with an entrepreneur. He has fourteen people on staff now. He has seven jobs open. He's interviewing like a, I mean, like a madman. <laughs> yes, and he's getting he's getting people to to show up. You know, awesome. it's it's, he, it's a great company doing something super cool. He's a great guy, paying well, and it's here in Erie. I mean, literally, it's on 12th Street. Wow. So we can keep people here. We can get people here, but we need more companies like the company we're going to meet on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mike, jump in on this whole successor thing. I would imagine that was involved, you know, where, where it's uh, granddad starts something, it, it passes down to the next generation, the, the daughter or the son, and, and then uh, the third generation is like, eh, I, I'm going to go uh, find myself uh, in Tuscany. Uh, <laughs> what, have you encountered succession issues? I mean, I feel like that's an issue in Erie that we particularly have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, in my travels as, you know, in practice, sure. You know, plenty of family businesses that for one reason or another, third, fourth generation just decided this isn't what we want to do anymore. The passion's not there. The technology's passed them by, whatever it might be. I don't see a ton of that here. I mean, okay. I think it's actually kind of cycled through here to a large degree. What I see are just a lot of people in their 20s, 30s, 40s who are working at another job or lost that job a year ago and they're looking to start something new. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of great ideas. Wow. Yeah, okay. we're seeing uh, from Ben Franklin's perspective, I don't know if this is necessarily true with what's going on at FIRE because they're a little more annual than we are. but. Um, I've never had more phone calls and emails and inquiries. And I mean, literally, I've been here six years. This is the busiest I've ever been the past years. Entrepreneurs of all shapes and sizes um, doing all kinds of interesting things. Not everything that we can support. So like Jordan said, it's SBDC, it's Paramount mm-hmm. Pursuits, it's yeah. the other programs that are available. But no, I've it's been as busy as I've ever seen it. Yeah, uh, we've experienced that over. I mean, so one of the functions of the chamber, um, we're sort of interesting. We're split into the two sides. We've got your classic chamber where your networking events and everything like that. But we also have the economic development side. Um, And through that, we conduct business outreach. And our goal is to do um, over 250 business outreach visits annually. And what we're seeing this year is that those outreach visits, we're having a lot more of them by this point than we normally would, as well as um, the stage of those companies are often earlier um, than we've seen in the past. Okay. The, uh, the, as we've mentioned before, the, um, the new ideas and the new businesses and everything, it's happening here. Um, whether it's a college kid that's got an idea and just registered his business with the state and wants to go do something, or it's uh, someone uh, further on in their career and have a product idea and want to turn it into a business. Um, there's all sorts of really cool stuff going on here. Can I tell you a quick story? Sure, this absolutely. Is an absolutely hilarious story to me. So I meet Jordan when he is a college kid, and now he runs yeah. this program, yeah. right? This guy's awesome, and it's awesome that the chamber put him in a position to be awesome. Right. That's what we're seeing in Erie from a chamber perspective to a business perspective and more. It's young people like Jordan 
who when you give them a you know um, the Navy trains. 21-year-olds to fly jets yeah. off of boats. Yeah, your, your, you platoon, get... your platoon leader in the Army right. is, is like 23 years old. Right, right. And that's what this guy is, and he's doing a great job at the chamber and, and, and throughout the community. So I think the lesson is let the younger generation show the way, give them the tools, kind of get out of their way, and let them proceed forward. I think that's a really important thing that we're all learning in the entrepreneurial ecosystem is it's really the doers that mm -hmm. make the difference. And Jordan's a great example of that. And I just want to, on top of that, that's entrepreneurism. And you can do that anywhere, within your own business, within your home life. I mean, it doesn't matter. Be entrepreneurial in your mindset and be willing to take those risks and make any changes or give up control if you need to and let someone else take over. Um, there is, there's a lot of resources out there to help you do or take any idea to the next level, encourage you to reach out to us. Jordan, I'd be interested in knowing what was that little thing that said, you know what, I'm going to stay in Erie. Yeah, so so for me it was so I graduated uh, Gannon in yeah. 2018, um, and he graduated on a Friday. Had the best job in the town on Monday is basically it's, what he said. Pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I actually started working on this accelerator thing um, just after winter break, my senior oh my year of college, um, and now it's kind of crazy looking back. But um, we're entering our fifth year now. Um, but did you like kind of make this? I mean, this this was your idea, this fire? Pretty, pretty much. I mean, well, it wasn't just me, obviously. Right. There was a lot of partners and organizations and leaders in the community that invested their time and efforts into the organization in the project. And because of that, we've been able to continue to see the success. But I guess what made me stay here, I had, I had job offers in other cities and sure. other states, but... I saw the opportunity to build something here and um, be a part of something at the beginning. This is so rare. This is such a rare opportunity because if you go to Pittsburgh or you go to Chicago or even Columbus now, they're they're pretty much done. Mm. You're going to be going in and you're in a maintained stage or maybe incremental growth. Right. The thing about Erie right now is you can be a part of something that will see exponential generational change for a city that is worth it. I just love that you were an entrepreneur of entrepreneurism, you know, I mean, like you basically created an, you know, a system uh, uh, for this accelerator and it was very entrepreneurial for you to do that, you know, <laughs> absolutely. That's I mean, the example, I mean, right? That, I mean, that, that really is it. Um, and again, I, I have to, I, you know, just not to toot well, our own horn, but, you know, this is an entrepreneurial. This is eerie. You know, oh, right. I mean, what you're top doing. Erie is an entrepreneurial endeavor, yeah. so, basically. So this is something, you just said something that, that made me cock my head for a second. You said you didn't want to toot your own horn. Um, when you're doing something like this, I don't think there's anything wrong with tooting your own horn. This is a, it's a big deal to do something like this. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I heard it, uh, a country singer say, it's a sad dog that doesn't wag its tail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, right? I mean, exactly it's a sad true. dog that, that doesn't is, wag that its is tail. a good country song. <laughs> <laughs> we need to either write that or get it. <laughs> right. So we're down to our last minute and a half. 
let's give let's let's make sure that our listeners understand that the entrepreneurial ecosystem is alive and well in Erie in 2022. No, oh, I mean, oh my gosh, you. Uh, yeah. I mean, so all right. Let's start with some of the programs, SBDC, um, Kiva, Kiva in Erie. I mean, Paramount Made in Erie. There's so many things. Um, Kristen's thing at ECAT. ECAT. Um, oh yeah, sure. I mean. Uh, so there's just look is, around. I mean, so there's uh, incubators going school. on at Erie uh, ECAT. Huh? Okay. I can't think of the name of the program that Kristen yeah. runs, okay. um, but it's for artists, right? Okay, artists sure. who want to um, learn how to make a living out of their art. Wow. Um, you know, people doing clothing and lines, people how rebuilding about equity, parade How street. about access? Uh, you know, oh, I guess, you know, Parade Street definitely is is helping out on the east side there, and uh, it's a big deal. So um, look at what Erie Black's, Erie's Black Wall Street is doing. There you go. Right? They're providing resources and conversations and education and training. They're teaching people how to build generational wealth, mm -hmm. starting with the very basics. That's what entrepreneurism is about. I mean, I could go on and on what Delana Grassinger does at USCR. I mean, it's right. all over the town. You cannot miss it if you don't even have to look for it. It is literally all over town. So what what are we looking at? I got about three minutes left. What are we looking at? Um, you know, in in that thirty six month window as we get out of the pandemic, uh, what do you hope to see on on a retail side, on a tech side? Uh, I mean, again, we would hope that uh, these these buildings start getting full and and uh, that the just the the traffic gets busier. Mm -hmm. Well, Jordan mentioned it as we were walking in earlier. Um, Sunday, there were a hundred people traipsing around Perry Square. Right. When do you see that in a Sunday in Erie? Well, in February. In February, right? Mm -hmm. Stuff is happening. More stuff is happening. While I hate that I have to circle the block three times to find a parking spot, that's a great sign of things moving forward. Right. This building across the street, mm -hmm. when it's filled with shops and people and cars and the gym, that'll be another step forward. These restaurants that are popping up. I thought for sure no one would start a restaurant again, ever, after what we've just been through. No, they're starting restaurants again. Yeah. People are, I mean, it, it's a very entrepreneurial opportunity it's really a really interesting community. What I hope to see is more young people in powers of responsibility and position. Guys like Jordan and, mm -hmm. and women like Hannah, and there's dozens and dozens of others. And Jasmine Flores, Jasmine, 28 Jas years old. Perfect county, example. County Someone who is really stepping council. up, using their generational wisdom, and fostering a future, again, I talked about this agenda of prosperity, mm -hmm. lifting the entire community as we move forward with them. And uh, the existential threat? Uh, our own willingness to do it. Is it all about attitude again? It's always It's about the narrative? <laughs> it is. It is. Which narrative are you going to choose to believe in, right, Jordan? That's exactly right. This, there is no reason why you can't do what you think you might be able to. Just do it. I mean, I, I know that's extremely cliche now, but Pick up the phone and call someone that, if you Google entrepreneurial ecosystem, I haven't tested this, so don't call me <laughs> out. But, but I bet that someone Easy. Will... Ben Frank <laughs> yeah. Bryan. Just do that. Ben, ben Frank, Frank Bryan. And we'll get you the right place. Yeah, I mean, even easier than that. We live in Erie, PA. 
Go to eriepa.com and connect with us at yes, the chamber. That's even yeah, I mean, there, there we can get you connected to the resources that you need uh, to take what you want to do to the next level. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I'm so glad that you came down to our new space here. I'm That's hoping great. that this That's is great. the beginning of, of a, a new year of just really important conversations over this over this uh, genre, this part of our community. Because honestly, I, again, I've been saying it since I started the show. We we are on the we you know we live on the backs of the you know of the Jack Lords and the in the and the Auto uh, Barringers Barons the and, you know the folks that were the entrepreneurs a hundred years ago yes. and this tiny little town became a pretty big town yeah. because of what they did you know the Matthew Griswolds you know right, right, uh, it's right. it's incredible and now we have the Jordan Fullers and the Brian Slaywins well, that are at, making you know, it happen look at what's going on at Booker T look at what's yeah. going on at the MLK I mean all of these organizations are here to help people live their vision of what the future should be you've been listening to the Joel Natale show Erie Pennsylvania's daily podcast from talkerie.com Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at talkeerie.com.